It's so good to be with each one of you today, and what a blessing it is to, to come to Cookville once again. I know that uh, places where I've preached in Nashville and, and uh, Clarksville now in Manchester, uh, those places say, now you were from, you're from Cookville, right? You know, I'm from Sparta over in White County, but I had a wonderful, wonderful time as I preached in Cookville, and I was just noticing as I was coming out to the church building this morning that uh, I just remember those roads, and, and I, some memories came back of individuals that I'd visited, and what a great time that I had. And You know, some of the most wonderful people in the world are members of the Lord's Church, and I'm so thankful that our lives have crossed. You know, I appreciate the introduction. Uh, Morgan uh, and Evelyn, of course, have been friends of mine a long time, and a number of people back in this area that went to Will Avenue and Jefferson and different places when I was here. And, you know, Morgan kind of built me up a little bit, and uh, I said, man, you don't need to do that. Uh, it's kind of like uh, at the funeral one time, this uh, lady was there, and she had gotten this preacher to preach her husband's funeral, and, and he had said some just wonderful, wonderful things uh, about her husband, and after the funeral was over, she said, before you close that, let me go up there and be sure that's my husband that you are talking about. <laughs> but anyway, it's so good to see be with you today, and, and uh, I plan on speaking on saying no to God. Saying no to God, there's so many times in our lives that, that things that God wants us to do as his children, that, that we say no. You know, one of the reasons I mentioned in Bible class that I am at Hildale in Clarksville is because I have two little grandbabies there. And that's a drawing power. But I've noticed that little babies and grandbabies, when they are about 18 months old or two years old, they learn a word, no. Have you ever noticed that? They begin to say no, and no doubt they have heard their parents many times say no. And that's the first authority that they have in their lives is their parents. But along the line, we realize that there is another authority, and that is Almighty God. But yet so many people say no to God. You know, we have a choice in life. It's like we're right here now. And we have a decision of whether to say yes to God or to say no to God. I mentioned in Bible class just a few moments ago in, in Joshua 24 and 15, he says, Choose ye this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Many individuals, as I've mentioned through the years, have, have said no to God. And we need to understand that there are consequences to saying no to God. My little grandson that's four years old, about a month ago, 
at Hilldale in Clarksville, one of the teachers came out after Bible class and they said, you know, we were talking about Adam and Eve, and I'm going to mention that in a few moments. And said, uh, Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. And what happened to them because of their sin? And the little grandson, of course, my son-in-law is a lawyer, and I know he picked some of this up from him, but he said, what happened? What happened to, the, what happened to Adam and Eve because of their sin? And he said they had to suffer the consequences. Four years old. Four years old, suffered the consequences. I want us to think about some of the individuals that, that suffered consequences by saying no to God. And I wanted to mention Adam and Eve in the beginning there. We, we read in Genesis, the third chapter, and verse 19 in particular there, where Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden, and, and it was just a paradise here on earth. Everything was just perfect for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And you know, they had a restriction there. God had a restriction for them, just as he has restrictions for us today. As we live our Christian lives. And God told Adam and Eve, said, you know, there's, there's one restriction here. Everything else is, you know, you can enjoy everything else, but there's one restriction. And that is, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Do not eat that. And they said no to God's command. And all of us know the consequences, as my little grandson said. Because they said no to God, there were consequences. They were cast out of that garden, that wonderful, perfect place to live their lives. They were cast out. And one of the consequences is because man will have to turn to the dust of the earth. Man will have to die because of saying no to God. And the Bible reveals to us because of saying no to God that those individuals and throughout the history must labor with the sweat of the brow. Everything was perfect there until they said no. And because of saying no to God, that woman must suffer the pain of childbirth. So saying no to God, there certainly are consequences. About 1,700 years later after this, we find in Genesis, the sixth chapter, we find where Noah, in that day, the text that was read just a few moments ago in 2 Peter 2 and verse 5, it, it says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And the world became so wicked, those individuals saying no to God, it became so wicked that the Bible says that it grieved God that he had made man. And we're told that it took about approximately 120 years for Noah to, to build that ark. And during that time, he was preaching. And everyone said no to God except eight people. And God closed the door. And they suffered 
the consequences. Because of the sin in their lives, because they said no to God, millions and millions and millions of people lost their lives in the flood. Adam and Eve and those people in Noah's time suffered the consequences. But you see, man continues to suffer the consequences in the history that the Bible has given us. If you remember back in Numbers chapter 13 and Numbers chapter 14, in those two chapters, it talks about those Israelites. And we mentioned a few moments ago in our Bible class that there was about 602,000 men, not even counting the women and children, that God led out of slavery by the leadership of Moses across the Red Sea with intentions of taking those individuals into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. But yet those individuals began to say no to God, and because of that, they suffered so many consequences. Those individuals said no to God's great leader, Moses. And did you know because of that, the consequences were that they died an early, at an early age. Only two individuals out of that 602,000 men, not counting the women and children, Joshua and Caleb, were allowed to go into the promised land. If you remember there in Numbers 14, we find where... God, through Moses, told the people to select one from each tribe, a spy from each tribe, and said, I want you to send them into the land of Canaan, the land of promise. Did you know 10 of those individuals came back? They said no to God. They said, we can't, oh, truly, truly it is flowing with milk and honey. There's no question about that. And, and they brought back some of the fruit. But we can't go there because of Anak, because of the giants. We can't go there. As we look at ourselves in comparison to those people that are inhabitants of the promised land, we look just like grasshoppers. Ten of those individuals said no to God. But Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb came back and they said, you know, with God's help and the promises that God has given us that we can go into that land. And they were allowed to go into the promised land because they said yes to God. And under Joshua's leadership, it tells us there in Joshua chapter 1 that those younger individuals that were allowed to go into the promised land, they said, God is going to take care of us and we're going to listen to all of your commands. Isaiah 6 and 8 says, here am I. Send me. Said yes to God. But the individuals throughout the years that have said no to God have suffered tremendous consequences. The same today. You see, I think of the time in the times of Christ 
There were multitudes of people that were following our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And those individuals that were following Jesus, they were, were conscious of all of the miracles that Jesus performed in their, in their daily walk of life in his three and a half years of earthly ministry. They saw those miracles that Jesus performed. They were aware of those things. But at times, Jesus gave them some teaching that they may have disagreed with. At times, he gave them preaching that, that they said in John 6 and verse 60 that it's a hard saying. Even though they were conscious of all of the miracles that Jesus would perform, but yet when something difficult came, they would say, no, it's a hard saying. And verse 66, in John 6, I can just see Jesus look around at his disciples. And he said, will ye also go away? You remember that? And Peter, who was an extrovert that would always speak up, and Peter spoke to the Lord. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Yet many turned back and walked no more with him. They said no to the Lord. Do you know today, we read about in Acts the second chapter, on the day of Pentecost. We see 50 days after, 50 days after Jesus was crucified, the first Pentecost after his resurrection. That on that occasion, it is thought that there were 300,000 people assembled there from 15 different nations of people. They were told that they had crucified, that they had crucified our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says there in Acts 2 and verse 37 that the word pricked their hearts. As I mentioned, there were some 300,000 people there. You know, we are so excited about the ones that obeyed. But did you know that approximately 297,000 people said no to God's word on that day? They asked this question. Men and brethren, what must we do? What, what shall we do? It's a question that, that all of us need to ask this, this very day. And here's what they were told in verse 38. To repent. Repent and be baptized. How many of you? Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 41, those that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added to them about 3,000 souls. 3,000 said yes to our Lord on that day. But approximately, it's been estimated, 297,000 people said no to the Lord on that day of Pentecost. And verse 42 says they continued. Those 3,000, they continued steadfastly 
in the apostles' doctrine or teaching. They continued steadfastly in the fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Those people continued to stay steadfast. But those people that never obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, who said no to our Lord, will suffer the consequences. The scripture that was read there just a few moments ago, it tells the consequences of what happened to these different individuals. 2 Peter, the second chapter, verses 4 through 9. Here's the things that happened to them. Do you know why those people's names are listed in the, the great faith chapter in Hebrews 11? Because of them saying yes to the Lord. In Hebrews 11 and 24 through 26, it talks about Moses. Moses had every reason that anyone else could have for saying no. But he said yes. And because of that, his name is listed in the Lamb's Book of Life, Philippians 3 and 20. And Philippians 4 and verse 3, it says that his name is listed in the last book of life. He has a citizenship, Philippians 3 and verse 20, because he said yes to the Lord. You know, I want to challenge all of us this morning, and people say, well, you're, you're speaking to people that are here. When we read Hebrews 10 and 25, where it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, so much the more as you see the day approaching and and if we, if we, there's no other sacrifice for us of willful sin. I pray that when we read that scripture where it says not forsaking the assembling ourselves together, that we will say yes. I pray that when God's word reveals to us to, to give as we've been prospered, we've got jobs and so forth, give as you've been prospered, help each one of us to be so committed to the Lord. That we say yes to the Lord. When the Lord reveals to us that we are to serve him. That we are to be faithful unto death. I pray that each one of us will say yes. You know constantly many of you know that I, I spend a lot of time in people's homes. And talking to them about their soul. You know, I've got a brother that's 18 months younger than me. And I talk to him constantly about getting his right life right with God. And yet he says, no. I just can't imagine. I mean, I want us to look at that text just a moment that was read just a few moments ago. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. In other words, what will happen to us if we say no to God? The same thing that happened to these angels that sinned. In verse 5, and he spared not the old world, but it says that he saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. 
turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow and making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, those people that are saying no. The same thing will happen to them. And the same with Lot there in the midst of all of those that were sinning. And then in verse 9, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. We talked about that in Bible class this morning. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. You see, someday it's going to be too late, right? We mentioned in Bible class this morning that the end will come like a thief in the night. That Peter talks about that. In 2 Peter 3, it says in verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, and the earth also in the works therein shall be burned up. And verse 11, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you be in all holy conversation or life and godliness? You see, that's a reality. There may be some individuals that are, that are sitting here this morning and that you're constantly saying no to God for whatever reason. Did you know I have seen in times past where the imitation song is sung and I've seen individuals holding on to the backs of the pews till their knuckles turn white saying no to God. I realize that some people live their lives as if they would always live you know, I, I don't know. I suppose that all of us have in, in mind how long we think we'll live, right? Do you, do you, as you think about life, do you kind of have a, you know, I, sometimes I'll say, you know, I've got pretty good genes back there. You know, my family, most of my family has lived to be old, and so I guess that's how long I'm going to live. You see, we don't have a promise of that, do we? We do not have a promise of another day. But yet people constantly in their lives, they say no to God. You know, we really, the life that we've all lived, there's really not a single one of us that deserve to spend eternity with God. Did you know that? But because of God's grace and because of His love, an invitation is extended to all of us. What is your answer? You know, we can't say someday that as we stand before God that, you know, my uncle was a gospel preacher. My dad and mama were such faithful Christians that I believe that I'll just have a free ticket. It doesn't work like that. Paul said in the 14th chapter of Romans in the 12th verse, so then every man shall give an account of himself to God. Philippians 2 and 12, it says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
2 Corinthians 5 and 10 reveals that we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ someday. Are you going to say today no to God? Or are you going to say yes to God? Most of us have children. And did you know that God sent his only begotten son to die on Calvary's cross for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord tells us that we must believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you going to say no? The Bible tells us that we are to repent or we'll perish. Luke 13 and 3. Are you going to say no? Are you going to say yes this morning? Jesus said in Matthew 10, 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. And verse 33 Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. Will you say yes to confessing the name of Christ? Oh, there's so many people I heard this morning on TV. Just this morning I heard on TV that this man was preaching. Had a wonderful lesson. At the end he says, you know, all you must do to be saved this morning is to ask the Lord into your heart. And pray these words and you will be saved. That's not what my Bible tells me. My Bible tells me that I must come in contact with the blood of Jesus. And it's very clear. Hebrews 9.22 says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins. And Acts 22 and verse 16. As Paul was in the city of Damascus, and by the way, he had to be led into the city of Damascus. In chapter 22 of Acts and verse 16, here are these words, and they're relevant today. And now why tarriest thou? A little lady down in South America a few years ago, she was bilingual, and I was just wondering if she understood what that meant. And she said, why hold back? And now why tarest thou? There's action that we find next. It says, arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. The way that we say yes to the Lord today is to believe in His only begotten Son, Jesus, to repent of our sins, to confess Christ, and have our sins washed away in the watery grave of baptism. And Acts 2 and 47 says, praising God, and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. And Jesus said this in Revelation 2.10. Be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life. Titus 1 and 2, that God does not lie. What are you going to say? Did you know that there may be someone here this morning that will never hear another invitation song. This may be your last chance. Is it going to be yes 
or is it going to be no while we stand and sing?